podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This episode here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, is sponsored by Classic Retros. Head to retrotops.co.uk to shop a massive range of retro kits. To get 10% off your next order, join the Club at 22, the Rangers podcast Facebook group and check out the post at the top of the page to get your promo code. Links are in the description to this podcast. Thank you. Welcome to Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, and to immediate match reaction to Rangers 1, Kilmarnock 0, and breathe. I am your host, Scott Carney, and joining me as always is Ali Pearson. How are we doing, lads? I think the heart rate's still fucking banging away, but it's three points, I'll take it. Three points, mate, yeah, three points. I And Scott Gemmell's joining us. Yeah, good afternoon. Another one ticked off, one step closer. One step closer, mate, yeah. Um, I know, obviously, we weren't in danger. I don't think McGregor made a save, but see when it's 1-0 and you've got to sit there for the last <laughs> 20 minutes just praying that nothing happens and we don't get any sort of misfortune at all. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there were certain points in that second half. We will come to it. We're going to do, obviously, a, a play-by-play on this. Uh, but some points in the second half, Rangers were absolutely fantastic. I mean, really, really good football, quality football, quick passing, slick. We really looked great at points today, uh, but we will come on to it. Um, so the starting 11 today was McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Balligan, Barisic, Davis, Jack, Aribo, Kent, Hadji and Cedric Itton. Scott Arfield and Jermaine Defoe returned to the squad, but they only make the bench. So, Ali, I'll come to you first. What was your initial thoughts on the team? Yeah, back line, I thought, to be honest. I said about Balogun, I thought he would bring him back in because I think Balogun will play in Europe during the week, so I thought he would bring him back in. The, I I would have played Defoe up front, but I don't know how fit Defoe is, so that's probably why he went with Itton. And, yeah, I don't I don't like Aribo in the midfield three. I, I just think he's better further forward. He offers more further forward, but... Looking at the team, no, I was happy enough. It looked decent. I thought, yeah, that's that's enough to beat Kilmarnock. So yeah, overall, I was I was happy enough. Yeah, I, I kind of tend to agree with you, mate, with Aribo. Um, but again, I think when you're not expecting to, to expecting to, well, when you're expecting Rangers to have the majority of the possession, if you like, then there's maybe no need for Aribo can float, if you like, between the kind of front and the. the the, the kind of front in the midfield, so I can understand why we do it. But I mean, if we we're in Europe and that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really want that lineup. But that's not what we're going to go with in Europe. We all know what the midfield will be in Europe. Uh, Scott, your your thoughts on the team? Yeah, it's kind of what I expected. I, th- I did think Balogun would probably come in. Just I thought he was going to try and get him some game time because I'm in agreement with Ali that I think he'll probably feature in the European games. Um, Midfield three is what I thought it was. I, well, in midfield three, I say that I think it was going to be. I thought seeing it, it was going to be a four-two-three-one lineup, but um, very quickly I seen that it was a four-three-three really. Um, so I would have preferred it to be a kind of four-two-three-one, but I think that's maybe something to think about and how the game goes. That's how they they sort of fall into the four-three-three just because the way the game's going. Um, yeah, and I thought maybe Wright would start, but not really surprised that he didn't, to be honest. No, probably not. And again, I think it's Gerard and the, the coaching team are probably fully expecting to know what Kamalak are going to set up like. They're going to play a 4-5-1 and it's it's what they've done for the majority of the game. So we'll jump into the game. So the first five minutes, Ranger, as we've just spoke about, are back to the tried and, tried and trusted 4-3-3. Kamarnock not really pressing Rangers at all. Um, we were happy to sit in with every man behind the ball when we were in possession. Five-man midfield sitting right in front of their back four. No real chances, really, in the first ten minutes at all, really. Um, nine minutes, Rangers get a, their first chance to catch Kamarnock on the break after a great interception by Hadji on the edge of the Rangers box. We break forward with Kent. He gets it to Itton, who tries to cut inside from the right-hand side, but runs into a few Kelly men and nothing comes of it. First 10 minutes, though, it's really one-way traffic. Rangers needing to be patient today. Um, I think we were all going to need to be a bit patient. Um, and Kamarnock were going to need broken down. They weren't going to make it easy for us, and why should they? Um, Tommy Wright was obviously trying his hardest to get any sort of result today. 
Um, 13 minutes, Rangers beginning to settle in and passes are beginning to come off. As soon as Rangers are losing the ball, we're very quick at closing down. Any sort of counter or forward play by Kelly and winning the ball back. However, there's still no test on the commander keeper at all. 16 minutes, Rangers have uh, the ball in the net for the first time. Um, however, it didn't count. It was ruled out for offside. Great break by Rangers. Itton holds up on the right-hand side, cuts it back to Hadji. Great pass back to Itton, followed by an even better pass by Itton to slip in Tav, who puts the ball away with a bit of style, but he is ruled out for offside. Looked a bit of a close one, this. Um, it must have been really close. There's obviously no, we didn't get provided with any sort of camera angle, but I jumped up. I thought it was a goal, Ali. Yeah, Rangers TV don't seem to provide you with that camera angle. They prefer showing you... Um, Cut Broadfoot and whoever else was he was talking to in the stand. Kyle Lafferty, I was sitting talking to Kyle Lafferty, I'm convinced we're going to miss a goal with Rangers TV soon because they, <laughs> they just love showing us something in the stand that we yeah. do not give a fuck about looking at, especially an opposition player. We don't care. So that's it's either that, it's either that or they put on the opposition manager and you've got to stay with the opposite manager for a couple of minutes for no reason at all. Did it about three times today. Three times today. I mean, that's just a side rant for me, which I thought... <laughs> they've done it a couple of times this season, but I thought it was tight, that one. But you, you couldn't really see the angle you, you wanted really to tell. see, so it, it's hard to judge. But it's the first time Rangers zipped the ball about and created an opening. So, yeah, we need to see it again to sort of judge. Yeah, so that really takes us up to 20 minutes. So, Scott, what's your what's your thoughts on 20 minutes? Um, I mean, we're in, we were in control of the game in the first 20 minutes but you know we were probing the tempo was maybe a wee bit slower than I would have liked it to have been I think it could have been a wee bit faster you know that one time we do kind of zip it about leads to the chance probably thought at the first that it was onside but yeah as you say there's no angle to see from it um, but you know we were in control of the game um, there was not really any threat from Kilmarnock Jack had within that first 20 minutes Jack had played two really really slack passes right to the, the opposition team and I was like oh don't be one of these. Probably the Davis as well. Yeah. <laughs> the the two of them. Yeah. Missed them. I must have missed that one. But um, I mean, we were in control, but we, I think we just needed a wee bit more zip about us. Yeah. In terms of Jack and Davis in the first 20 minutes, I almost think it was the we have to make something happen here, and it was the just desperate to try and get ahead, I think. Um, so it was forced passes that were kind of causing unforced errors, if you like. And yeah, I mean, obviously we'll come to both of them because both of them have not want to absolutely have a massive impact in this game, um, in my opinion. Um, both of them almost equal, to be honest, even though one has shown an absolute a bit of magic, but we will come on to it. So the 22nd minute, first few ball any quality. Um, put into the box from Rangers uh, from right hand side Tav puts in a great ball it's good for a corner nothing comes from the corner but as I say it's the first time Rangers have really tried to put the ball into the danger area 23rd minute I noticed that Kelly are committing quite a lot of players forward when they have the ball but when Rangers are winning it back we're probably not moving it quick enough or making the right choices when trying to break allowing Commander to get themselves back in 25 minutes Itton is then very nearly away a great turn um, or the killer defender as the ball's played to him by Davis. He's nearly away, loses his footing due to him being fouled. No booking. It's, I mean, it's the most blatant booking you probably ever see, but no booking. Good free kick position for Rangers. Hadji strikes it with whip and dip, but it's just wide of the post. 29 minutes, Kabamba then makes his third foul with the game, breaking up the play, not attempting to win the ball and still no booking. So I'll just stop here on 30 minutes. I don't want to keep going on about referees and making excuses and obviously we don't really have an excuse to make today just because obviously we got away with the three points but throughout that game today that refereeing display was shocking in my opinion it's I mean it, we, we go on about it enough obviously there's a whole carry on with the Kamar Roof incident happening with the compliance officer today but in my personal opinion within 30 minutes there was at least two at least two bookings for Kamarnock and it's just they're not they're not gave and I always jump back to it and I always say if Morelos does any of them he gets booked for it Ali am I over being am I over exaggerating things here or are you in agreement no. with me no, obviously we've got the group chat and we, we talk in the group chat during the game what we think and obviously the, the referee popped up during the group chat and no I mean I mean as Scott made a kind of comment in the group chat saying there was a lot of fouls that weren't yellow card fouls but he needs to book one of them because Kilmarnock at that point know, oh, I can give wee fills away, I can get away with it. But 
there was fouls within that first half. The one the one where it spins the boy, Stonewall Yellow. There's the one I think a couple of minutes later where Dicker takes somebody out, a Stonewall Yellow. Nothing, not a word. The, the boy you're talking about up front again, umpteen fouls, no booking. It's he needs to book one of them, and then it just it just cuts it out. It didn't cut it out because Kamarnik just knew they could give these niggly fills away. It breaks the play. It breaks the way we want to play football. We can't play with the tempo if they give these stupid fills all the way and don't get a booking for it. So, no, I thought he was poor the referee. I really did. But what do you expect? We've talked about referees for day one. It's the same thing, and. I, I think we just need to get used to it. The standard of refereeing in Scotland just isn't great. And it was Don Robertson today, and again, he had a poor one. And I thought, come up, we'll come on to the second half. I thought he gave actually he gave us one for Balogun later on, which I thought was a foul to yeah, Kilmarnock, which yeah. will come on to. But I know Scotia's got a wee thing on the referee because he was in the group chat, so I'll, I'll let Scotia take it away. I know, he's sitting, he's sitting with a wee smile on his face. Yeah. The, the, SFA, the SFA defender's about to come in. Scotia's actually <laughs> the compliance officer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stop texting in the group chat because I'm sorry, the stuff that I'm going to say, it just gives Ali ammunition to say what I'm about to say, so there's no well, point. I've given you the floor, and, so on you go. Uh, no, um, I, yeah, I agree the referee wasn't great, I think potentially being a bit harsh. He's one of these kind of referees that's the polar opposite is someone that books someone far too quickly and then has to book everyone. You kind of want a referee in the middle of those two extremes. One that doesn't give any bookings at all when there should be. As Ali had mentioned, I don't. I think the majority of the fouls that Kamarnik made were nowhere near yellow cards. There was two or three that, yeah, probably should have been or other referees would have given a yellow card, but he wasn't great today, but it's getting that balance. You've got referees that'll be out there booking everyone from the first minute for anything. And then you've got a referee like Don Robertson today who kind of doesn't want to get the card out of the pocket. And the longer he like, the longer he doesn't do that, he kind of you force yourself into that position. So you kind of want to be balancing a referee in between somewhere in between those two extremes. So I'm not I'm not defending him. I don't think he was great, but um, you know the, Ali mentioned the one later on in the second half, one later on in the first half, that other referees would have given different decisions, I think. So, I don't know. We can, the referees are going to judge the game differently, and that's okay. But, I know, think, I get that. Think, I, was, I was going to say, do you think the spotlight on referees at the moment, because of the old three-panel judges, do you think the spotlight that's on referees is is added pressure to them now? Especially well, when they're refereeing a Rangers or a Celtic game, which is mainly on the telly with umpteen folk watching. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's inevitable, though. Do you know what I mean? And I don't think you can you can blame the spotlight the spotlight being put on them because it's, this is the SFA's doing this. This is it's their own fault. This is they've caused this problem with the absolute farce of the compliance officer procedure that we need to go through as soon as a Rangers player does something slightly naughty. Do you know what I mean? And it's just. Um, I don't know about today. I mean, I, I felt like he knew what Kamarnock were trying to do. Um, so he thought, well, I can't just start booking. So, because uh, I'll end up booking up team many players and that. But that shouldn't be the way the game's refereed. Just because a game's going a certain way doesn't mean that you you don't book them. For example, if, you're, if Rangers are 5 nothing up in 88 minutes and a sub comes on for Kamarnock and he makes a tackle and it's probably a book and he probably lets him away with it. But again, that's not correct. That's not the way the game should be. The game should be refereed. So I just thought he was poor. Um, I just thought he do. What would say about uh, yeah about referees? I mean, I don't think the standard of refereeing's changed in any way since I've started watching football. So you know, for almost thirty years. Um, you know, obviously there was maybe one or two standout really, really good referees in that period. But overall, the standards the same. It's because we live in an age where everything's analysed all the time and everyone's talking about it as soon as it happens it's up you've seen it from so many different angles and Rangers are facing the brunt of that and to be fair Celtic occasionally do as well but it seems to be whoever shouts and complains the loudest gets pulled up to the compliance officer yeah and obviously if they spend 10 minutes 
freezing frames on sports scene on Sky Sports or whatever they want to do, then it just gives all the ammunition that the SFA need to, to pull up players. And yeah, it's just not correct. Um, it's not right. So anyway, we'll move on to happier times, lads. So Kent wins a free kick on 33rd minute. Um, he's taken out deliberately by Dicker. There's no attempt to play the ball. Again, still no booking. But 36 minutes, Davis then gets taken out again. No attempt to play the ball again, still no booking. But, however, from this free kick, Rangers make the breakthrough. So, from the resulting free kick, Tav whips the ball and a bit of a, into the box. There's a bit of a, a scrammy in the box, leads to Balogun getting the shot off. But it's blocked and it kind of falls back to Jack, who takes one touch to settle himself and on the volley strikes a dipping shot with power swerving away from the keeper into the top right hand corner. Keeper with no chance, and my boy Jacko breaks the deadlock. What a goal! I mean, absolutely top class, right out of. I mean, Jack was so poor up to this point, really, in the yeah. first half. But then he goes and does that, and it's just an absolutely tremendous goal. It's one of the ones I could not stop myself from getting a wee bit excited about, and uh, my neighbours would have heard me with that one. Uh, just a great strike, and what a way for us to take the lead. Scotia, your, your thoughts on the goal? Oh, it was stunning. Absolutely stunning. I didn't know Jack had that in his locker. I honest, did, mate. I did. did. I, I did, did mate. I, of course, mate. Ryan Jack's covering in his locker, mate. I'm telling you. He's in the Esther. <laughs> Top drawer, man. It was absolutely beautiful. And it, it came from one of those free kicks we were talking about. One of those yeah. free kicks. Cynical free yeah. kicks. I, I remember Tomo in the commentary saying it's a cynical free kick, but it was one of those ones that's nowhere near a yellow card. comes from that. And, you know, I th- thought the chance had gone when it kind of got scrambled about in the box. But it uh, breaks lovely for Jacko. And, oof, what a goal. Up there, up there right, in the top sort of three or four goals of the season, I think. Definitely. It's, uh, it's just uh, one of them you just want to continue to watch it back you kind of don't want to watch the rest of the half you're just like just keep showing that goal again it was, it was absolutely brilliant Ali your thoughts on the goal well, that was outstanding that was the same I was out the couch dancing in front of the telly the, I think the neighbours across the street heard me I was fucking getting it loudly but I I mean I still don't believe that was Ryan Jack that actually hit that shot I think somebody morphed into his body at that point and did it for him but it was, uh, I, I mean, I put in a group chat, it reminded me of the, the Tav goal in the, the Petrofac Cup final at Hamden. Just the way he sets it up and hits it on the volley. And it, it, it fell lovely to him. And see, when he hit it, I thought, that's in. Because he's hit yeah. it sweet. And I think he knew as well, that's in. But to be fair, that game was going to take something like that, a bit of magic or some, just something. Not, and I just thought, outstanding, man, for Ryan Jack. And like you, like you said, I didn't think he was great in that first half, Ryan Jack. I thought he gave a few balls away. I didn't think he was brilliant. But no, as soon as he scored, it, it calms the nerves down for, for all of us watching. We're going in 1-0 when we all thought it was looking 0-0. And you thought, no, we can go and kick on and hopefully get a second. But no, outstanding with Ryan Jack. I, th- I think it was probably just about two minutes before that. You'd messaged me and said, mate, you're nothing each yeah. half time here looks on. And then that happens, and I don't even think I did a chance to just, I think I was responding to you as it happened. I was just like, oh, I had to go. My phone's <laughs> off the side of the bed. I was like, what? <laughs> but, uh, oh, it was just great. What, what what a goal. And you're probably right, mate. It probably took this this wee bit of magic um, to kind of break the deadlock today. And it was, oh, honestly, just what, what a strike. I wish I was Absolutely an eyebrows for it, though. Oh, aye. <laughs> Definitely, mate. It's a goal deserving to win any game, to be honest. And it is obviously the goal that. The, the goal that wins is the game. Um, obviously, we've got a lot more to speak about, though, so we'll move on from that. So, Kent breaks forward on the 40th minute. It's a two-on-two. Two, tries to beat his man with pace. Takes the shot on early, but it's straight at the keeper, um, really, and it's kind of tipped over for a corner. 42nd minute, and gets a low cross from the left-hand side. This is interesting, this one. So, Tav beats the, the Kelly player to the ball. There is contact, Um and he, he definitely doesn't win the ball, the Kelly player. It kind of puts Tav off, causing his, his shot to go a bit wide, and he's taken down. Is this a penalty, Ali? I'd like to see it again. I, again, the camera angles with Rangers TV is not brilliant in terms of the replays, but that is one I would like to see again. Like we talked about the offside decision, I would like to see it again before I make the decision. At first, I thought 50-50, to be honest, but I'd like to see it again and make a proper decision on it. Scott, do you get any thoughts on it? Yeah, I've stuck down penalty question mark because I've mm-hmm. seen those given. 
and yeah, that was one of the ones I was talking about with the ref. There's, I think, a very similar one later on in the game. Um, yeah, I've seen them given, and yeah, probably like need to see it again. But at first, I thought no, that could definitely be a penalty if it's a a more a harsher referee. Sorry, should I say than this one that was pretty lenient today with what was going on. Yeah. I think at first, when I first seen it from obviously the camera angle on the main stand, I kind of went, oh, what was that? Didn't think. And then when I seen it from behind the goal, that's what made me put the question mark down to think, oh, that could have been a penalty. Because he definitely doesn't win the ball and Tav goes down. So, and he puts Tav, I don't know. It's one of them ones, it's, a, it's probably a 50 50. It could either probably go either way. But again, it'd be a, a, different, a different camera angle would probably, probably help us out with that one instead of just being behind the goal. See, if you think about it, they were coming off at half-time. Tav was um, demonstrating with the referee, and I think it was about that penalty decision. Because what I noticed with the one that was offside, there didn't really seem to be too much of a complaint among the Rangers team at that point. Whereas for that one, Tav was raging. So I think he thinks it was a penalty. Even when he was took out, his reaction after it, he kind of sat, like, he got up onto his knees and he's kind of like with his arms out and whatever else, saying like, how's that not a penalty? And I think a player's reaction kind of tells you everything. I don't believe Tav's a cheat in any way, shape or form. So he seems to believe it was a penalty. So again, it'll be an interesting one to see back. Hopefully there's a different camera angle that we get to see eventually. Not that it makes a difference, not if anything's going to come of it. They're not going to give us a penalty now. But anyway... So that kind of takes us to half-time, lads. Um, there's no added on time at the end of the half. Um, Rangers are 1-0 up. So my thoughts on the game at this point is the game was pretty much as I was expecting. Uh, Kelly breaking up the play as much as they can. Ref not booking any killer, can, Kelly player for any cynical or persistent fouls. Um, and a moment of real magic in class has made the difference with Ryan Jacko um, bursting the net open. So your thoughts at half-time, Ali? Yeah, I mean, we all said in the, the preview show that we thought it would be a, a stuffy game. We didn't think it would be easy. We thought we'd need to all be patient. I know you were on the True Blues um, Loyal podcast during the week. I, I know a couple of guys in there thought we'd get an early goal. I think they thought it'd be kind of comfortable, to be honest. You know, you said you thought it'd be nil-nil half-time, which you were nearly correct on. But no, it went the way I thought it would go. Rangers had all the ball. I mean, Kilmarnock, I think, have lost the last six. So they're not going to really come and have a right go at us. They were always going to set up that low block that they always call. So, nah, we had all the ball. I thought the tempo needed to be up slightly. Like I said earlier, I don't like Arebo in that midfield three. I want him further forward. I'd rather have Kamara in there and push him up. and just You'd need to sacrifice somebody like a Haji, maybe. And I thought Ryan Kent really needs to show more at times. I think he's shooting. I mean, we've said it umpteen times, this is why he's at Rangers, because he's not very good at shooting, but his shooting at times is woeful, man. I mean, the one, the one, the 42nd minute where he was through and had a shot, oh, I mean, it's an easy it's save. For the team. No, to me, you've got to hit that, you've got, you've got to hit that low and hard across the keeper and maybe get him to make a save, palm it out. But no, I thought he was poor again, Kent. And I also thought, like we touched on it alone, I thought the referee was poor. But no, I thought, like, we thought the game was going to go. Patience, the goal will come. Scotia? Yeah, half-time. I mean, we, we were in complete control of the game. I mean, up until actually, up until Jacko scored, I don't think there was any shot on target from either team. You're probably right, mate. Aye, you're probably right. Um, you know, it was, it was one of those games It was uh, not great. Not The tempo was a bit too slow for my liking, but, you know, it doesn't really matter in the end. Um... Yeah, so was, was, it, was it the reaction you expected from the Rangers team from Sunday? I would say yes and no. Yes, uh, yeah, me. exactly. Yeah, it's like half and half of that, isn't it, I suppose, because Kelly were never going to make it easy. I mean, yeah. I could see people, I've seen on social media, that people like 5-0. I'm like, not a chance. This game's never going to be 5-0. Yeah. I mean, Kamarnock would have had to have come here and properly properly try to beat Rangers I think for us to get any sort of space to get um, down obviously we're going to about to come on to the second half and, and they did obviously try it almost to their, their, their own kind of prevail because just we'll come to start the second half Rangers were superb literally superb but I think for the first half to be comfortable they would have to have went through it from the start so we were in total control, and I said to you in the last time we'd done a pod, all I wanted was a performance. I wanted a, a performance 
and three points. Because I, I, I couldn't see us scoring five or uh, against uh, against Kilmarnock. Scott, were you expecting more or did you, you kind of think the same? Um, I, I texted you before the game, going after I'd seen the lineup, going, oh, I might revise my my two 0 and go for for four. But I think I just tend to do that in game days anyway. I just get a wee bit too excited and go, oh, no, we're going to we're going to destroy this team. Because you'd had a beer, mate. You're like, no, oh, it's it. I'm going to win five 0 Yeah, no, I was hoping for that. Yeah, and then during half time, I was just I was praying for um, Ali's fable, fabled early second half goal to come. Should have came. So what's you, what you, Ali, what's your thoughts? Was that what you were expecting from Rangers in the first half or were you expecting more? Like I said, yes and no. I expected a bit more, to be honest. I expected the tempo to be quicker. I think it's difficult when you're playing against a team that is playing with that low block, especially when the defence and the midfield are playing pretty much on top of each other. It is really hard to break them. You need to try and... I know we play a lot. Of, we played a lot of football in front of Kilmarnock rather than maybe putting balls in the box and trying something a bit different. So, yeah, I wanted a wee bit more for it. I mean, it was better than the Hamilton game, but I expected a bit more. But I can understand at the same time when you're playing against a team like that. See, if that was Kilmarnock from a week ago when they didn't have Tommy Wright, we would have probably beaten Kilmarnock by about four goals today. Because I've seen Kilmarnock, they didn't look organised, they looked rotten. Today they looked organised, they looked like they knew their jobs. So, aye, it was what it was, to be honest. I wouldn't say organised. I think you're probably giving Tommy Wright a bit too much credit there, to be fair. But I know, and defensively especially, they, it was... From what, I see, from what I've seen them against Celtic, they were organised. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Um, I say I didn't see the game, but from what you said, mate, and I trust your judgment on it, they were rank rotten, and they didn't offer too much today. To be honest, they they were very much there to to get a draw. They were there to get a draw. They were going to try the hardest to to to, to take a point. But anyway, we'll move into the second half. Um, so pretty much straight away from the second half, Kent sent on his way. A great touch round the corner from Atten. Kent bursts into the box on the left-hand side, cuts back on his right foot, shoots, but as again, he's shooting, lets him down, and it's right down the throat of the keeper. 49 minutes, Rangers really trying their best to get the second as quickly as they can. Aribo slips in Kent again, lets it come across his body. From the left-hand side of the box, he strikes it with his left. Much better shot this time, but the keeper manages to make a decent save to turn it away for a corner. 51 minutes, great counter-attack from Rangers after Balogun plays probably the worst back pass I've ever seen in my life to give Kelly a corner. At first, I actually thought it might be going in. I got a wee bit of a fear when I seen the looking ball. And I, seen McGregor. Throw. I don't know what he was doing. Um, yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll not get too involved in that. But when, it, when, I seen, when I first seen the trajectory of the ball, I was like, and I seen McGregor, I was like, McGregor's up his line. I thought it was going to go in. Got a wee panic, but obviously nothing comes from it. So they get a corner, but nothing comes of the corner. Rangers break up the park from it. Tav bursting forward. It's worked out to the left-hand side to Davis, who floats in a great cross to Kent at the back post. He gets the header back across the goal, but it's dealt with by the Kelly defence. I thought Kent should probably be heading this towards goal right now, and I think it kind of sums up how Kent's probably feeling and his confidence levels, the way that things are happening for him, but I think he should probably be testing the keeper here. 54 minutes, Barisic puts in a great ball from the left-hand side. Itton and Kent just can't get on the end of it, and it's turned away for another corner. It might have been Hadji. It was Kent or Hadji. I'm not sure. I think it was. I think it was. It could possibly have been Hadji. But first 10 minutes of the, the, the second half, Rangers have been fantastic, as I said, and definitely up to tempo. Um, and the only thing we've not done is score. Ali, are you thinking at this point the goal's coming? Yeah, Rangers started exactly what I wanted. And I thought it would, because we got the goal, come on, it would need to come out a bit and try and have a go at us, and it would leave space at the back. And yeah, it was looking good the first 10 minutes. Kent, I, is won at the very, very start of the game. He's got to do there. How many times do we see Kent check back on the right foot and it's it hits off a defender or it's a poor shot? I mean, see it nearly every game, to be honest. He was unlucky with the one in the, I think it was the 49th minute, the keeper makes a right good save down down low. He was unlucky there. But no, I thought really bright for Rangers and I thought, no, oh, this second goal is going to come. Scott, your thoughts on the first 10 minutes of the second half, mate? 
Yeah, it was much better. Um, to be fair, I think we started playing a lot better. We had a bit more tempo as well, sort of after the, the goal in the first half. But, um, but it seems to be what Rangers have been doing recently. You know, the first half's fairly slow, stodgy, but then we kind of pick it up in the second half, almost as if Gerrards went right through them and told them, go out there and kind of show what you can do, um, which ideally we wanted to go back to the way of sort of starting games strongly just playing the whole game strongly. I think there was a really, really, really good bit of play um, when the ball got knocked forward to Itton and his wee knock-on touch round to Hadji was absolutely fantastic and Hadji was just a wee bit offside. I mean, that would have been that would have been an absolutely phenomenal goal if that had come off. But yeah, we were yeah. playing so much better um, in that first yeah, 10, 15 minutes of the second half. I think it was definitely clear that they got a wee bit of a rocket at halftime. It was go out and kill this game because if you score another one, there's no way that Kamarnak are going to come back from it. Um, so you could see you could see that the, the tempo was up, that those players getting involved um, that weren't really involved. I mean, I thought the kind of midfield three of Davis, Jack and Aribo weren't great in the first half. Aribo and Jack, especially, obviously Jack get the goal. And after the goal, Jack obviously settled down. But I, I thought Aribo struggled at points today. But in the second half, everybody came to life. It was just, especially the kind of first 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes, we just absolutely came to life. And the only thing Rangers didn't do um, was score, really. So 62nd minute, great play from Rangers. Jack gets a great ball fired into Itton, who's on the edge of the box, takes a touch and on the spin gets the shot away. But he sees enough for the keeper. I don't think he sees Hadji, who's on the left of him and it's probably the, the best choice to make uh, by slipping him in but again Itton's a striker he's going to go for a goal I'm never going to criticise a striker for taking a shot 65 minutes come on and make a change and adjust the formation slightly and the, the tempo of Rangers drops a wee bit a bit flat at this moment Ali you'd message me just to say that it was yeah. a wee bit flat literally as soon as I finished writing that note though Rangers probably put in the best move going forward that I've seen um, it was great one touch passing forward Leads to Steve Davis almost getting through on goal. But he's held off by the killer defender and it just shows what Rangers can do when we click because a move like that is pretty much impossible to defend against. You can't defend against like that. Everybody knows where everybody is. The passing's just so crisp and clean and quick and a team like Kamarnock, no disrespect to them, they cannot deal with that. So again, we were, we were looking good. So kind of moves on to 70 minutes and picks up a a loose pass in the middle of the Kelly half. He's one-on-one with a defender, but it takes too much time to get his shot away and gives the defender time to get back and win the ball. But he should definitely be getting the shot away here and testing the keeper. So I'll pause here just to speak about um, Cedric getting so, or Eten, Eten, whatever. Um, in the first half, he was okay. In the second half, I thought he was great. Honestly, I did. this was the only blip, I think, from him. The fact that he's probably not scored here. I thought his hold-up play was great. I thought his link-up play was great. He was taking the defenders out with him and they, they were following him and he, he, he was really good at linking up the play and trying to get us up the park. So, Scott, your thoughts on Cedric Gittin? I know, obviously, at this point, he should probably be scoring or at least testing the keeper anyway. He is one-on-one. But um, what's, your, what's your thoughts on his game today? Yeah, I thought, overall, it was pretty good. Yeah, as you say, it was all right in the first half. Far better. Going on to great, yeah, great in the second half. Um, yeah, he holds the ball up really well. I mean, he's had all these cameo appearances coming on as a sub, and he's been brilliant when he's come on as then, and he's done exactly what he's been asked to do. Don't know if he's maybe apprehensive about trying to shoot. There was one where I think was it Dicker maybe get in and got the ball away from him, and he maybe just took a wee bit too long to take the shot away. Um, so he, he maybe a wee bit apprehensive, but nervous. I would like to see see him getting played in the front, the top three, with like a Roof or Morelos as well. You know, like having Kent, Roof, Itton, or Kent, Morelos, Itton. I think that would be good. He's done that a few times when he's come on as a sub. And then, I don't know, but we spoke about it a couple a month or so back, maybe. There's the potential that I think him and Roof could form a great 4-4-2, Kenny, top two partnership, but you don't really see 4-4-2 in the game anymore. Um, I don't think no, I don't I, think we'll don't think we'll ever see a four four two under Gerard mate, to be completely honest. But I hundred percent get that argument, mate. Um I think it'd be really interesting to to see. Um Ali, your your thoughts on it today? Yeah, I thought he was alright. Um 
I thought he needed to show a bit more belief at times when he was through and goal. I just thought he, he lacked that wee bit of belief when he had the ball breaking with it. I don't know if it's because he maybe lacks a bit of pace. I don't know. I just I thought the second half he held the ball up well. He, he did well. I, I, I just don't think uh, I can it and Hadji, which we probably won't see that much, to be honest. I just don't think it works. I don't think he suits there on his own. Like Scotia said, I think he's better there with a, a Morelos or a Roof up in that front three with him, interchanging. I see him more as a, as a like Scotia mentioned too, a four-four-two. I see him as a foil for somebody like a like a Defoe or a. a we, we've mentioned it in a couple of podcasts previously. Um, a Kamar Roof playing off him. Yeah, I thought he did. I thought he did well today, and I wouldn't say he was brilliant. But I thought he did well in the well in the second half, holding balls up. I, I just don't think he, he suits that Rangers formation playing through the, through the middle, especially with a Hadji and a Kent wide. I don't think it's his game at all, and I feel for him a wee bit because that's probably not his game playing that 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 way. I don't know how he played for his previous team, but yeah, and that's not me having a go at it at all. I just I just don't think he suits up. See on that. He might play better with a right out in one of those wider Possibly, positions yeah. in the front three. I think right can be a yeah. wee bit more. He could be a bit more. I mean, obviously, when he was playing in Aberdeen, he was playing more of a winger rather than an inside ten. And I think yeah, right could offer that. So that might be something to watch out for um, if there's any more yeah. compliance <laughs> officers to pensions. <laughs> um, to be honest, I think you maybe a wee bit half, mate. To be honest on it, and today I, I thought he was. I thought he did his job quite well. Um, I think he was trying to do the, the, the kind of dirty work that my, we're used to Morelos doing. And, and he tried his hardest. Um, obviously, the, the next um, the next note I've got is that Hadji's obviously goes off for um, Scott Wright coming on. Hadji, again, wasn't great today. He wasn't he wasn't brilliant. He wasn't uh, certainly not his sparkling best, but he showed to be moments again. And obviously, we've spoken about this a million times on this pod about this is the kind of player that Hadji is and this is the way Hadji's going to be. He's still so young as well. But for what Itton had to work with today, I, I, I can't really fault him. Honestly, I can't. I, I don't think he was I, bad. I don't think No, was, I know. I'm not... I, 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 he, he, he played well, and I just don't think he suits a Kent and Hadji front three. Yeah. I, I don't think that suits him at all. Yeah. I thought he was isolated at times. He was isolated in the Hamilton game as well. I just don't think that's his game. I really don't. Oh, there's no argument that his isolation in the Hamilton game is far worse than it was today. Yeah, though. yeah. yeah. He, he got a bit more support today, um, because it, he did even get support from Steve Davis, who was absolutely everywhere in that second half. I mean, an unbelievable performance by um, Steve Davis, but we will come on to him. But yes, we'll, we'll just move on. Um, so 77 minutes, as I've just said, Hadji comes off, Scott Wright comes on. Again, Hadji, okay today, nothing really great. 80 minutes, real good play by Rangers down the right-hand side. It's Scott Wright that plays in Tav down the right channel, but he can't quite get the final ball and it eventually out for a corner, but nothing comes in the corner. 84 minutes, Rangers should have finished the game off here. Um, Rangers break forward. Kent is sent on his way by Itton. Kent cuts back in the box when he's one-on-one with the defender, squares it to Aribo, who somehow doesn't finish it and manages to hit it off the keeper and it, it, it's out for out for a corner. I've actually wrote here, hits off the keeper and it's out for an Aribo. That's not quite right. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, kind of, that's probably how raging I was, actually. Um He's got to finish this year. Ali, he has to score. Aye, I was raging at Aribo at this point. I mean, I put in the group chat about it and it auto-corrected Aribo to Weibo, I think, in the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, who's that? <laughs> but, no, it kind of summons Rangers up at the moment. I mean, if you take the Ross County game out, where we played really well, I mean, we were outstanding that game. We've not, we're not killing games off. It's, it's, it's been but one goal for God knows how many games the last... I don't know how many games that's been now, but we really need to kill teams off because they'll always get that one wee chance. And Aribo, he's got to fucking score. He's got to, man. And I, when it came to Aribo, I thought he's going to score. And oh, I don't even know what he did, to be honest. I mean, he kind of scuffed it in the hell of a keeper and went for a corner, but kind of summed up that last wee bit of the game, to be honest. But... No, he's got a score for me. Scott? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he does have to score. I think 
don't know if it's the ball just gets caught under his feet. If he's coming at it too quickly and he just gets too far ahead of himself and the ball's under him, under him, so he needs to get it out. And obviously doing that allows the keeper to readjust. And yeah, but it should, it should have been a goal. Um, Kent has taken it on himself again, but as we've said, we can't shoot. <laughs> you never know. Um, but so, I think yeah. there's definitely there's some there's something in Kent just now. There's definitely something there that's stopping him believing in himself, and it must be because he's not scored. It's the only thing that I can I can think. But Ryan Kent probably should shoot there, but he's put it on a plate for anyone. Yeah. I mean, come on, do you know what I mean? Like Ryan Kent must be looking at him and going, "Are you, are you kidding on here? Like I've literally put that in a plate for you. Yeah, um, all you have to do is one side of the keeper, and you've scored. Doesn't you don't even need to put it in a corner." It was just, uh, it was really, really poor. And I get the fear at this point here. The fear creeped in big time. So I thought, oh my God, this is going to come back and bite us in the arse. But thankfully it never. Rangers probably got away with one, to be honest. Um, Balogun's kind of caught out. His man beats them as the ball comes over the top. Uh, they've put on a, a kind of hammer thrower up front and he, he probably trips them. And I think the only reason that the referee and the linesman don't give anything here is because they're not sure if it's a free kick or a penalty. So they, they've not gave anything seen it back it's a foul Scott yeah yeah definitely I think it's just outside the box but it's definitely a foul and I was oh I completely went on oh, no here we go again I thought this <laughs> yeah. was Hamilton all over again um, yeah we got away with that big time yeah. Ali we got away with that yeah I mentioned it in the first half but no it's 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 a foul for Kilmarnock all day long and like Scotia said it was outside the box but this is what happens. You run the risk being one nil up all the time. It just takes one stupid wee mistake like that and it lets them back in. Like Scotia said, I honestly had I had flashbacks of Hamilton again and it's that fucking scar tissue we talked about all the bloody yeah, all time, the time in the back mate. of the head. All the, time, mate. All, the back, all the time, man. But I we got off with that one, to be fair. That yeah. was, we got off with that one. I feel like we should all get scar tissue tattooed on us somewhere. Uh, Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, but I, uh, I think we definitely got away with one there. 88 minutes. Um, Scott Arfield comes on for Ryan Kent. Good to see Arfield coming back. Doesn't really have a chance to make any sort of impact. Rangers are just really seeing the game out. Four minutes of added on time. Nothing really great to report. Arebo then wins a, a free kick down the right hand side on 93 minutes. Rangers are in no interest in putting the ball into the box. We play about with it down in the right-hand corner a wee bit, and it's full time. So Rangers won, Kilmarnock now. Rangers are back to winning ways. Rangers were brilliant today in spells, um, especially at the start of the second half, the first 15, 20 minutes of the second half. Rangers were absolutely brilliant um, and were probably unlucky um, not to win the game by more. Kilmarnock tried the hardest, um, but McGregor didn't make a save today. Um, the game, I don't think the three points was never really in doubt. So all we can ask for is a performance and three points, and it's what we've got, and it's one more win ticked off. So, Ali, your, your thoughts at full time, mate? I was just delighted it was over, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I could breathe out again. I could breathe, <laughs> aye. It was, um, aye, like you say, McGregor had nothing to do in that game. And I talked to my dad every game, and he thought Rangers were quite poor today, but I said to my dad, I honestly thought the game would be like this. This is the way Kilmarnock set up. I didn't expect anything less than this, probably because he had a couple of babies in him. That's probably how he thought that. But um, no, I, to be honest, I honestly think every game till we win this championship is going to be like this. I think it's going to be these, and it's been like that for the last since the Celtic game. Probably it's been like this. We've been. Not scraping, that sounds quite bad, but we're only really winning by one goal. We need to take our chances more. We've got Morelos coming back next week for Dundee United. I've seen they beat Livingston 3 0 today, which is a bit of a cut and buster, to be honest. But (laughs) Dundee United will come on to Dundee United during the week, but they don't play defensively. They try and play football, which might suit Rangers. So now he's coming back, Arfield's back, which is good. To me, like Scotia always says, it's another game ticked off. It's what do we need now? That's four. The next we need to win the next four games, basically, and we win the league. So, yeah, it's another three points towards the league title for me, and I am delighted. Scott, yeah, full time thoughts, mate. Yeah, I was really happy to be honest. I mean, we're not going. To, I mean, you, you always want to win games with three, four, and football five or six nil, but it doesn't happen. And 
yeah, I think taking it in perspective, it's three points, it's another clean sheet. What more can you ask for? I mean, Gerard said that right in the interview. They brought up the fact that um, Tav was making his 200th appearance for Rangers today. And he was like, don't care, three points. And it was a, you talked about getting a performance after the Hamilton game. I thought it was a good performance. It wasn't classic, wasn't great, but it was a good, decent performance in control of the whole game, never in doubt. So, I nothing but happy here. Yeah, again, mate, I, I 100% agree. Um, I th- especially, I've said it, I don't know, it's about four times I've said it now, but some of the football in the second half um, was was great and it was so good to watch and we were unlucky not to make it count. With some sitters, um, Aribos especially, we should really be um, 2 0 up. I think if Rangers got 2 0, we could probably, we maybe could have went on and scored 3 4 um, if we got the second goal. But I mean, I'm just delighted the fact that we're back to winning ways and we've put the Hamilton game to bed. We're back with another win. Um, yeah, I mean, not really much more you can ask for. So we'll go with man of the match. Um, who did I say to go first? You last time, Scott. So, Ali, you can go first. Last time, yeah. I'll be very surprised if we don't all have the same man of the match, to be honest. I did mention the first half. There was two slack balls he gave away, and that's that's me being very pernickety with it that he gave away in the first half. But I thought the second half, and I think, to be honest, the whole season, and we're, we're talking about players of the year, I think James Tavernier is potentially playing himself out of player of the year this, this <laughs> second half of the season. And that's me being a quick... It might sound quite tough in Tav, but I think he's been quite poor recently, Tav. And we did say we need to have a horrendous second half of the season not to be player of the year. But there's players now that I think are coming up to him for player of the year. And I thought Steve Davis, once again, ran the show. He takes the ball. He tells people what to do. He plays... He, he's a rules role. I think... Thompson said today he's a Rolls Royce, and that's exactly what he is at 36 years of age. And I'd be very surprised if we all didn't see Steve Davis, apart from I know you're a Ryan Jack fanboy, but I'll let no. you, off if you say that. <laughs> well, I'll let Scott go next. Scott, are you agreeing with Ali? Yeah, definitely, man. Um, I was going to say, Evan Davis, he's just he, Rolls Royce, I think Tomo said in the commentary as well. He is that, he's the player that makes everything happen. Um, He's underrated, I think, a wee bit. I don't think he gets the appreciation throughout British football because he was really good when he was down at Southampton as well. I think the Southampton fans really appreciate him, but he maybe a wee bit underrated sort of at a national level, I think. Um, oh, he was brilliant today, and he's been brilliant all season, to be honest. He's not had many poor games. Um, oh. and I, just, I went through it and tried to I look at it and try to make case for other players, you know, the front, sort of, your more attacking players, you're really going to judge them on a wee moment of brilliance, outstanding goal, work like that. Didn't really happen, you know, Jack and, not Jack, sorry, Hadji and Kent, you know, they were trying, they were probing, but there wasn't anything right there at the end. Itton, similar, that he was trying, but nothing came off. And then, I mean, the defence and goal, he didn't really have anything to do, so it's hard to give... You know, you, you can't really judge them on that. So it really it, it had to be Davis. I mean, the only, Jack didn't deserve it. I mean, the only reason he would get it is for the goal. But you know, that's that's the, the sort of six-year-old and San Diego. No, it was a great goal. You're man of the match. It was Davis all day long, I think. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that, even though I'm a massive Ryan Jack fanboy. Um, Stephen Davis showed everything today. He showed defensive work. He showed his range of passing. He showed his intelligence, his footballing brain, and for the age that he is and the shifts that he's put in for us right now, it's um, it's just uh, he is so underrated, and I totally agree with that, Scotia. He's he's such an important player for us, and he is working his way into that conversation of being player of the year. There's not really any doubt about it, and uh, yeah, Tav has been so good in the, the the kind of first half of the season. I thought Tav was much better today. Um, I thought he, he did play much better today than he has been. But it's also teams are now they're stopping Rangers trying to play football the way we were playing football, and it was only it was always going to happen. Do you know what I mean? But Steve Davis today literally said to himself, "I think well, if we're not going to score, you're not going to score. So I'm going to control this game." And he took the game by the scruff of the neck, as the most footballing cliche comes by, and just controlled it and. Really led by example. Um, he's chasing down work. He's 
he's as I say, his effort, his his passing, everything about it. He just tells players where to be, give me the ball, I'll deal with it, and it, it's it's incredible to watch. It's really it's really a privilege to to watch Steve Davis play again. Um, so yeah, Steve Davis, full house, no doubt about it. So that's us end of the game. So Rangers will move on to. Um, Antwerp on Thursday night and um, we'll be back with we'll do our then now in the next game before that it'll either be Tuesday or Wednesday and um, just depending on schedules for everybody uh, but we will be back for that so just a few things to tie us up with so we're still aiming to raise £555 for MND Scotland a £1 donation via our Facebook page we'll be entered into a raffle to win a Fernando Rickson artwork print by Art by Paul Hunter and a copy of his book so if you just head to the Club at 22 Rangers podcast Facebook page and go to the pin post at the top, there'll be full details there of how to enter. Um, we're, we're creeping up slightly, but um, we would love to love to make it more. So thank you to all who have donated so far and thank you to everyone that's um, going to donate um, in advance. Um, it really does mean a lot to me and a lot, of, a lot to us here at Club at 22. So gentlemen, we'll leave it there tonight. I'll let you go get your... Take away, enjoy your beers, and we'll message each other some nonsense later on, no doubt. But um, again, as always, Ali, I appreciate your time, mate. No problem, lads. Delighted for a a win. I can enjoy my weekend now. And we've got a wee distraction of Europe that we've all forgotten about, which is happening Thursday night, so I'll look forward to that. No, I suppose it's definitely not. But yeah, it's it's creeped back up on us now, and uh, yeah, it's coming, and... Thank you to Rangers for not ruining our weekends. Um, makes a change, doesn't it? Makes a change. Um, Scotia, thanks very much, mate. Yeah, thanks. You know, as I say, looking really forward to Europe. And I'm, in league terms, really glad that the Dundee United game's been brought forward. It's that another one that we can tick off and get that wee step closer a wee bit quicker. Yeah, so it's, it's, all, it's also not a weekend of sitting about wondering what the hell to do with yourself and Rangers on the plane. So, yeah. True. Looking forward to it. Um, roll on Thursday night. Europe is back. So, as I said, we'll be back. We'll come back uh, Tuesday or Wednesday night. We'll do our then now in the next game, um, just before the the Antwerp game. So, last of all, I just need to thank you all for listening. Um, please like, subscribe, follow, follow, and share anywhere that you can to continue to help us grow. It really is much appreciated. Uh, a big thanks to Jamesy from the True Blues Loyal for having me on the other night. The show's on um uh, YouTube, so please go and check it out and show the support to the guys as well. Um, they've been a massive support to us, really top, top guys, really are top class, and uh, we, we thank them for having them on. And last but not least, I'll thank our episode sponsor tonight, Classic Retros. So join our Facebook group to get a 10% discount on your next order. So we are Club at 22 The Rangers Podcast. We will speak to you all next time. <laughs>